Hello folks and welcome to this episode of Going Lateral with Lev Crib and webinar recordings. Today we're going to be talking about getting things done differently during lockdown. Um, and I know things are different for me, I'm sure things are different for you during this uh, period of time. And it's just the current situation, isn't it? We need to th do things differently, we need to think about how we can do things differently. The world doesn't stop, business doesn't stop, life doesn't stop, so we just need to deal with it. Um, I know that we're socializing via Zoom, which I'm sure you guys are as well. We're doing this more than ever. In fact, we didn't do it before. It just there wasn't a need for it. We meet with friends. We do quizzes on Zoom. I'm sure everybody's in the same space at the moment. And it's just a situation that we're in. We even have a to-do jar of things that we want to do after lockdown. We've got in there things like... Um, going to centre parks where you want to go and see friends again, we want to go swimming, we want to do all these kind of things that we took for granted before and they just aren't possible at the moment. So we've started um, compiling a list of things that we want to do, the kids want to do, my wife wants to do, uh, I want to do and I'm sure everybody's in the same situation. We even miss things that we didn't do much of before uh, just because we can't do them at the moment. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Do you, are you guys missing things that you weren't even doing before and now because you can't do them you you all of a sudden want to do them i know i feel like that anyway and some things that perhaps we don't want to do like homeschooling but we just have to um well i don't um my wife's taking that role and she's doing a great job at it in fact i'm full of admiration of of on, on how well she does it um and i think she's uh, probably hoping to switch at some point with me as well and swap the office for for the homeschooling side of things but you know it's all these different things that we need to start thinking about how do we tackle them? How do we do them differently? And, you know, at the same time, there are opportunities to help and encourage others. Um, things that perhaps were there before, the opportunities were there before, but we just didn't take them. They just weren't in focus at the time, but they've come more into focus now as we, you know, are restricted in things that we can do, things that other people might not be able to do because they are perhaps of a certain age where they have to be more locked down. Um, food deliveries for the elderly, for elderly neighbours, the the NHS clap I think is great, I think everybody does and and we you know we could have done this before, we haven't had to and we didn't we didn't do it we didn't even think about it, and all these all these things come into view now that we we have to think maybe more of others be more kind, we've even gone down the road of teaching kids our kids you know things that we wouldn't have normally taught them because they would have been in school or we simply didn't think about it and we just feel reminded maybe of a of a time where we were younger, um, where we learned certain things because we weren't playing, uh, perhaps the situation was different, there was less technology, there wasn't any Zoom, there wasn't any Joe Wicks uh, showing us how to do exercises. You know, our, our parents or our grandparents taught us that. I know for certain that I've been teaching my kids things I didn't even know I could teach, I didn't even know I knew. Um, drawing, who knew that I was creative? Um, and we've been following this guy on on YouTube and we've been... We've been drawing things that I, I never knew I could I could draw, and, and I'm helping my kids to learn how to do those. My wife's teaching our kids how to tell the time. I'm sure that would have been covered in school as well, but it's all these different things that we're, we're having to do now that are different, where we just have to refocus, rethink, and, and, and consider how can we transfer that knowledge to somebody who hasn't got the availability of it at the moment or who doesn't know where to start with it. You know, we've, we've not seen family or friends for almost two months, um, at least not in person, but we've probably seen more of them than before because we've got the technology and things are just different now. You know, we, we've, we've 
we had the opportunity, or at least the impetus, to pick up the phone or, or FaceTime with friends that we've not spoken for in a while. All of these things are, are things that we weren't doing, what, six, seven, eight weeks ago. And that's extraordinary. And I think that, that probably is relevant to us in business as well. You know, we need to think about how can we do things differently? What can we do differently? Um, you know, what do we have to do now? What do we have to do today in order not to fall behind when the, when this whole thing either blows over or when it just changes our, our status quo? You know, everybody's talking about this new normal. What is the new normal now? What will the new normal be when we come through this in 6, 12, 18, 24 months' time? I'm sure things will be different. and I'm, I'm sure that it'll be the same for you guys as well. So, you know, we're even now starting to hatch plans for what we do after lockdown. Um, yeah, if we look at the to-do jar that we've got, I personally can't wait to go to Edinburgh. I see some friends, but also go out. I love Edinburgh. Um, it's, a, it's a great city. If you haven't been before, check it out. Unfortunately, I don't think this year we might not see the, um, the Edinburgh Festival, but the city is great. I just can't wait to go there. And while we go there frequently, it's again, it's, it's almost under one of these categories of haven't done much before, but now want to do, you know, and for some reason it's popped into my head. And I just can't get, get let go of it at the moment. It's 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 this great city I want to go and see again. Another example is um, near, not far from us where we live. There's a there's a sort of national park with with loads of waterfalls. Um, we just didn't think we could go. We went about a couple of years ago and dragged our, our um, then I think four year old or three year old son round the round the course of about five miles, and he made it. But in some trans that he went through uh, in the end, but but he made it round. But we didn't think we could do it again just because it's you know out of reach five miles is way too far and then at the weekend we walked I think three miles kids didn't quite know how far it was going to be but they made it around and you know they they liked it they enjoyed it they want to go back so let's do the waterfalls next time it's you know, a few miles more but just all these realizations of things that we can do um, that are out there that we can do that we just didn't consider before and, and I think it's the same for business you know you need to go lateral with your webinars and your podcast recordings you're probably running them if you're listening to this. You're wondering, how can we continue on the path that we were on before? Well, newsflash, it's probably not going to be the same as before. You need to start adjusting um, and you need to start playing the long game a bit more. You know, not, not look at the next sort of three, four weeks and how can we start changing the way we do things, but actually what are they, what are they going to be like in two, three, four months' time? What are they now li- like now? What do we need to change? Um, and, you know, this change is partly required um, because of lockdown and partly because you need to change your messaging and your, your short-term um, developments that are Im- impacting what your messaging is and, and what your customers require. But then also, you know, you need to change things with your webinars and podcasts because there are limitations in the freedom of movement. You can't record together. You can't run joint um, video webinars or podcast recordings or simply the, the, the facilities aren't available. Um, you know, you can't access the studios you, you were recording in before. Um, the recording facilities aren't there that you were using before, whether they were in a studio or an office. So, you know, we need to think about what can be done differently. And, you know, many of us are still running audio webinars as usual, and, and, and that's you know, not impacted as much, but it may well be impacted by the short-term change in messaging. You know, what are your customers interested in? It's likely that at the moment, for many of you, what your customers are interested in, how you can support them is different now than it was two, three, four months ago, or maybe even just six, seven weeks ago. So you need to adjust. And, you know, the webinar recordings and podcast recordings um, follow suit. That Something needs to be di- done differently. So, you know, what, what can you do? 
You can, um, you know, replace your studio recordings for video, for example, with with webcam recordings. Webcams are you have great quality web webcams these days. There's, there's absolutely no problem with using an HD webcam to do your video, but you just won't be able to sit in the same studio together. You know, the, the, the quality is fine, but you need to spend some time on how can you replace the, the, the traditional video format that you had with a new video format. Um, and, you know, we're all pretty much used to now seeing different people on Zoom, not in the room together. So your audience will be happy with that. They'll be fine with that because that is the new normal at the moment. So um, what you need to do, though, is make sure that you have the right setup, the right camera, the right audio, yeah, the right backdrop, and, and people are used to how you're going to produce this this time um, and, and for the foreseeable future. So, you know, webcam can replace a big studio video production. It, it has to because there's no option at the moment for many of us. So, you know, don't forget to rehearse this new normal, but, but set it up. Try it out. You know, you can't just ignore the fact that this is going on and you can't just run, not run webinars at the moment in, on, on, in a video format. You have to continue. The technology is there. It's just a mindset change. And, you know, con consider that sort of, I suppose, that long play for home production. You know, and like I said, it's, it's, it's unlikely to go away anytime soon. And if you still think, you know, it'll be different in three, four weeks time, it likely isn't. And, and if it is, you know, that would be great. I don't think it will be. But, you know, the, the, the point is people will be used to seeing a different style of video presentation. So why not capitalize on that and, and, and provide that? expectation and, and um, content for that expectation and um, you know supply your contributors with with a home setup you know, get the right mics get the right cameras ordered on Amazon it doesn't have to be anything big or fancy you can get a great webcam for under 100 pounds um, you know create this kind of home production setup with some great lighting maybe even a backdrop or maybe just invest in um, the, the right enhancement for somebody's office or home office you know to to change that around and, and make it look like something that you can have on a video webcast why not um you know like i said it's it's you're investing in the future because things will be different after all this blows over and you'll still want to be able to capitalize on that because people are used to it so so why not continue doing it afterwards but invest now um you know and for your your high profile contributors create a um create a a setup, a home studio setup that is maybe more than just £100 or £150, you know, invest in that as well because it will be used afterwards um, and it can be used afterwards. So so why not do it? Um, we, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. That's that's the bottom line. Uh, and when it finishes, things will be continue to be different. So, you know, it will be either driven by companies doing things differently or it will be individuals like your contributors saying, look, guys, you know, I did this I did these video webinars from home for the last three months, six months, whatever, how long it's going to be. I want to continue doing this. I, I'm not coming to a studio where I have to commute for two hours. I'm going to do it from home because I worked before. Why not now? So you may as well just invest in it now, test it, try it out, spend some time on looking at what's going to be the best setup, what's going to be the best lighting, you know, maybe even play around with some camera setups. And, and all that can be done right now. You don't have to wait for you know September, October, November time next year, whenever. This can be done now, and you should be looking at this right now. You know, another aspect will be the shorter turnaround times we spoke about before. You know, there, there is likely to be some revised messaging, some different interest from your customer base, from the marketplace. 
Um, so what can you do on those? Well, um, you know, you can redesign your processes to cope with shorter timeframes. We are big fans of, of you know, six to eight week lead time for webinars. And, and, and that, was the, that was the old normal. Now we're in the new normal. How can you change your processes to cope with shorter timeframes? You know, that can, might mean a, a change in your promotional strategy. Um, you know, the likelihood is you probably have a lot more emails going out at the moment because you can't meet in person because there's no events. So maybe you need to send fewer emails, which have you know longer lead times to set up. You need to set them up. You need to schedule them. They need to have. You can't just send five emails in one week. You need to send them one a week, and and there's likely going to be a, a high demand on your database already. So maybe enable other channels, other promotional channels. Social media um, hasn't always been the biggest driver of. Um, of registrations for webinars, it's an important channel, but email has always been the dominant driver for for signups. Now, if that if that channel drops away or is, is contested by by other activities, then you need to look at how you can enable that channel more. We never had the had the need really to make it a big channel um, or the the biggest channel, but why not look at um, rethinking how you do it? You know, enable the wider workforce to help you promote your webinars or your podcasts by, for example, you know integrating apps in, for social media promo into your CRM systems, into your marketing automation tools? How can you put the power of social media promotion into each employee's hand and say, look, guys, we need your help. This is the plan we're going to give you. Um, we'll enable you with, with an app. You're going to be connected with your account um, to, you know, be it LinkedIn Elevate or, or, or something into Twitter or something into Facebook, wherever you're promoting socially and allowing people to, you know, post promotional content, um, re, you know, pre-write the, the, the post for them, schedule it into something where they can just click on share and it goes out in their name. There's plenty of tools around that. And, you know, that's something that if you aren't already looking into, that's something that you need to capitalize on because you have a workforce, they will want, they, they have a vested interest in, in your webinars being a success, especially your, you know, your, your account reps, your sales guys, your, you know, your marketing colleagues, whoever is, is, is involved in this has an interest in this T- taking place and, and being a success. Talking about short time frames, promotion is one item, but but what are you going to promote? You know, you you may say, well, we don't have enough content. Um, the content is is there when we operate normally, but um, we can't do that right now. So why not look at building up an internal hub with resources for content that can be quickly consulted for quicker turnaround times for content. You know, if you don't have the 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 the, the luxury of creating content the way you used to. You might be surprised at how much content is actually available already that you're already sitting on that just isn't being utilized. So, you know, bring together a team that can look at what, what is this knowledge base going to be? What content is going to be in there? And it might take some time to build up, but it's worth the investment. Um, even post-COVID-19, you know, if you have the content and it is still relevant or you can build it um, in the meantime, you should do it right now. If, if you wait another two, three, four, five months, to build up that content and, and, and say, well, we'll start it when we're through this, that's going to be too late because others will be doing the same thing right now. They'll be looking at what content do we have? Where are the gaps? What can we create? What do we need to create to address the, you know, the, the revised messaging or, the, or the, 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 the new normal for our customers? That needs to be created right now. You know, and, and so in effect, you almost want to maybe even consider crowdsourcing content from within your organization. One great example is HubSpot. HubSpot's always been great at making all of their employees content creators. If you look at HubSpot's sales and marketing blogs, um, a lot of those posts um, are, and you may like them or you don't like them, but, but the point is 
the the HubSpot employee workforce are the creators of that blog content. So, you know, whether it's a director, a manager, an intern, everybody creates content. So why not crowdsource content for your webinar or podcast program? You know, empower your workforce to say, well, this is what our customers want to hear about. So I'm going to write something about it. And of course, you will want to put some guidelines against that and some approvals to make sure that the content that these folks are creating is right for your messaging, for your audience. Um, but why not allow them to create it? If you don't have the option to create content differently, this is a great way of doing it. You know, and why not build a, an internal task force that is responsible for all of what we just said? You know, the the social promo, the... Uh, creating uh, the, the the post for social media, creating that that um, that knowledge base of content, creating the content itself. Maybe even look at process improvement overall. How can you shorten your processes that you have in place already? There will be people in your organization who are underutilized at the moment because of the changes that we're experiencing at the moment. So why not set them to task on something that they can get involved with? You know, they can f- feel ownership of. They 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 can actually make a difference in your organization. And create a uh, so even cross-functional task force to make sure that you are doing all of this. You're creating the content, you're making it available, you're surfacing it you know, to your webinar program leads, for example. Um, and then you can start creating this content and, and putting it out there. And you know, part of that might be that you say, well, we don't have the, the crowdsourcing capabilities to create... Um, you know, hour-long webinars. And we're, we're great fans of, you know, 60-minute webinars. We advocate that because we know the audience likes it. If the content's good, they're going to stay for 60 minutes. But you might say, well, we don't, you know, if we're going to take this approach of, of, of crowdsourcing this content, um, but we're not going to get there, you know, to make 60-minute content. That's fine. You have options. Why not make your content more bite-sized? You create a series of shorter webinars or shorter podcasts that, that that has less content in it, but there is a series and an output that you're able to scale. So instead of doing, I don't know, um, five, 10, 60-minute webinars, why not create 20, 30 pieces of shorter content? Create a series of well, step one, step two, step three, step four, you know, 20, 30-minute webinars um, or podcasts that um, you can, you know, create quickly um, where you have the capabilities and the resources to do it based on this crowdsourcing model for example um, and start putting that out or look at different ways of splitting it into smaller chunks you know make it industry specific or take a very large topic um, and you know highlight certain aspects of it you don't need to run on a very large topic two three hour long webinars or um, you know four or five uh, webinars to cover the whole topic make it a series that will run over the next six months, 12 months, and break it down to, into bite-sized chunks that you can get out there. Because if you're not putting content out, somebody else will, and your audience will have, you know, will, will join that content and will, will consume that content. Anytime that your audience is consuming that content, they certainly, will not, won't, they, they certainly won't be consuming your content. So you need to act now. You need to put content out there. If it is shorter, if it is different, that is fine, because that is what people are looking for. At, at the moment is, is things are different and, and you need to think lateral and, and make sure that you continue on the path that you're on. Yes, you need to make some adjustments, but it's important that you do something. You can't just sit back and say, well, we're going to restart this whole thing and we restart our content engine uh, when we can again go back to the normal process that we had uh, two months ago and we'll do that at the end of the year. You know, you're going to lose your audience. You're going to 
you know, almost actively push them to a competitor because they are putting content out there. So it's important that you act now um, and improve your throughput and your output. And you know, if nothing else, it will increase the morale of the team that is currently underutilized or those folks within certain teams that you know can't do what they were doing before because of the current situation. You know, they've got expertise, they've got knowledge, they've got passion for your company, for your product. Why not set them to work on something where they can help create content, you know, review processes, whatever the strength of, of that person or those people are, set them to task on something that they can contribute to. Um, because what else are they going to do at the moment if, if their role is, is almost redundant? So um, there's a huge opportunity there that you, I think you can make great use of. And, you know, when we talk about bite-sized content, there are, you have cost, you, you've got customers, I hope so, at least. Um, you know, invite them in, get them to tell their stories. Um, there's huge value in that, especially further down the sales funnel. And, you know, hopefully they'll be happy to talk about it. It might be that they already thought about talking about it, or maybe they're speaking to others, just not in a webinar podcast format. You know, this is content that you can make available straight away without having to create the content itself. It's, it's customers happily talking about what they're doing with you. And it doesn't have to be salesy. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a sort of, um, you know, a huge big customer story. Just get them on and talk to them, you know, interview them. Um, all you need to do is define the questions and get them to agree to, to talk to you about it and record it. Um, so yeah, th these are these opportunities that you have right now that maybe you didn't have to pursue in the past but that you should be doing right now because of the current situation and the change in circumstances. And what a great way of using the current circumstances to change the status quo of what you're doing. You know, if you didn't do customer stories before in your webinars or your podcasts and you're doing them now or after you listen to this, you can continue that going forward and say, well, great guys, you know, let's invite you back in six months and we'll hear an updated story on what you did with us. You know, the customers are there and if they're happy, I'm sure they'll be they're happy to talk about what they do with you as well. So just ask the question, approach them and say, look, this is the situation that we're all facing. How can we work together? And um, we'd love to hear your story. We'd love you for you to tell your story to the audience out there. Um, and then it might be a case that you say, well, okay, this is all good and well, but, you know, we, we can't, you know, once a week, set somebody aside to record something all the time. You know, they this, the, the home setup they have is, is great and we have invested in that, but, they, you know, they need to put it up and they need to take it down again and they want to maybe do that once a month. There's just too much effort and work otherwise for us to test it again. Consider bulk recordings. You know, if you struggle to scale in the way that we described, you know, why not record, set somebody's time aside to say, well, okay, you can't do it every week. Why don't we do it one one day a month and we record, we prepare and record three webinars, four webinars, five webinars in one day. It's, it's, you get this economies of scale where, yes, the, the, you need to prepare for it all, but actually recording and delivering these in, in one go um, will save you a huge amount of time compared to if you do it separately every single time, you know, once a week. Um, and it becomes less of a chore um, and it, it becomes more of a project. And, and, you know, everybody likes a project. If you set aside time to do one thing, you may as well extend it to do a bit more, especially if we're talking about breaking things down into smaller bite-sized chunks. You might say, well, okay, if we'd recorded the content in the traditional format, the way we used to do it, that may have been, you know, two webinars, three webinars. If you break that down, you might get six, seven, eight, nine pieces of content out of that. And actually the recording time is much less overall because you're doing it in smaller chunks and in one day. Um, and like I say, the, the, you know, the recording setup, the video setup, the lighting, whatever it might be, you do it once and you get a huge amount of content out of it. So why not take that approach? And again, I said it before, if you don't do it right now, somebody else in your industry will be doing it.
So whatever you do, uh, and whatever aspect of what we spoke about here is relevant to you, take this one piece of advice. Don't compromise on quality. There is no need to compromise on quality. Uh, you just need to think about how to change things around so you can continue and even scale with what you're doing. They will be different. We said that before. Um, but don't don't compromise on quality. Don't feel just because you're recording from home means that you know the audio quality will be any less or the video quality will be any less. In fact, I'm recording this right now from my son's bedroom because he's got lots of soft furnishings in here. He's got, I don't know, soft toys and, and, and pillows and whatever. You know, this room is much better than uh, my uh, office, which is in my bedroom, um, because that's got lots of wooden flooring. So, you know, you don't have to compromise in quality. Get a decent mic for £100. If you're doing video, get a you know, half-decent uh, webcam. Get a ring light or some kind of you know, box light setup that you can use that is easily set up in five minutes and taken down in five minutes. Um, but don't compromise in quality, whatever you do. So now's the time to innovate. And we all have to innovate. It's the current situation. If you don't innovate now, somebody else will be doing it. And there's a lot to talk about innovation. You know, what we've just spoken about are really just the basics. Uh, and we'll have another session on innovation in another episode of Going Lateral. So um, we'll cover that another time. But do um, subscribe and follow us so you, you don't miss that one. Um, and I hope there's some lateral thinking in this episode that will help inspire what you're thinking of or maybe uh, not yet thinking of inspire to, for you to think about what is possible and how to go about it and let us know what was helpful um, to you in specific everybody's going to be different and, and some of this may have rung true other things we say well it doesn't apply to us hopefully most of it has applied to you but let us know what you thought uh, let us know what particular aspects you think actually you know this was really helpful this is really great i didn't think of this before so just email me at say hello at webinarexperts.co.uk uh, say hello at webinarexperts.co.uk email me let me let me know which points i'd love to hear from you what points where you thought gosh i hadn't thought of that before this was maybe a small game changer for me but something that just will make things easier for me things where we can actually you know maybe come out of the the rut that we were in before and and, and start doing things differently during this current situation um, in fact Let's make this a homework, a piece of homework for you. Um, so maybe over the next coming days, or maybe better yet today, identify what is holding you back from running webinars um, and producing your podcast in the same way as before. You know, maybe find just the top two or three things. Um, you know, what was holding you back up until now, up until you listen to this, from running webinars and podcasts in the same way as before. And then find a way to remove those barriers. You know, those two or three things, think about, right, what's holding me back and how can I remove that? What is the barrier? What's holding me back currently? Is it a technical setup? Is it a process setup? Is it, is it something different? Is it just resources that aren't available? Have a think about how can you remove those barriers and as of today, as of tomorrow, um, end of this week, do things differently and you know, start scaling up again Start producing something in the current situation that you're in and then share that story. If you want, with me, email me, like I said before, say hello at webinarexperts.co.uk. Let me know, right, these were the two points and actually thinking about it, this is how I've resolved it and this is how we're going to do things differently going forward. Okay. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, this is a new format. Let us know what you think about it. Um, we're going to do more of these. Um, it's a very simple format, very simple setup, like I say, from my son's bedroom. Um, and thanks for listening and keep thinking laterally. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.